Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome Welcome to to The Gutsy Gutsy Truth. We believe that change is easier when you are not alone. Through practical advice, personal stories, and expert insights, we offer strategies, empowerment, and a supportive community for you to turn to for guidance and motivation on your journey to living your best life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Gutsy Truth. Um, I'm super excited today for our guest. We have Katie Davenport, a local physical therapist in the Brian College Station community. She was my physical therapist, and I've been to her office uh, twice for two different things. So I'm really excited for the knowledge she's going to share today because this is something I think more people need to know about, um, especially when it comes to jaw and pelvic floor, the two things I kind of went for. It was like a whole other world I did not know until I went to physical therapy. So um, welcome, Katie, to The Gutsy Truth. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, So we just kind of want to get things started. So tell us how you got into physical therapy, kind of your background story, and um, what you do today. All right. So I'm Katie Davenport. I am a physical therapist at Sports Back and Pain Management Clinic. Um, We're in Bryan, close to St. Joe's. Um, I actually specialize in TMD and pelvic floor. Um, I got my interest back in 2016 when I found out how hard it is to do the jaw because it's not just one joint, it's two, even though we just move with one jaw. Um, and as I continued in jaw treatment, I found out there was a direct correlation with pelvic floor dysfunction. Um, I, also do some dry needling for that pain management. The, uh, I got into PT. I was a kid and my mom's a pediatric physical therapist. So I thought you played all day. That's not exactly what you do, but, um, I just kind of chased that went to A&M and then out to San Angelo for physical therapy school. Um, so for a little bit more on TMD, TMD is including anything that's popping, clicking, pain, headaches, neck pain. And then as far as pelvic floor, it's anything from incontinence, pain with sex, tampons, prolapse. Um, It's a very broad range of treatments. Mm -hmm. So what drew you to jaw and pelvic floor? I mean, there's obviously like the whole body that you can do physical therapy on, but what was... So the TMD population is not understood at all. Everyone thinks, oh, a night guard, oh, I'm grinding, but that's just symptom treatment that has nothing to do with the root cause. Um, the root cause of TMD would take us an hour in itself. Sure. But um, the, I think that patients are really mismanaged because they're told that it's just, oh, it's a part of your stress and it's normal in life but really there's things you can do to manage it and prevent it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got into pelvic floor because not only did I become a mom, but every time I saw an intake form of a TMD patient, there was something like sexual difficulties, um, urinary incontinence. And if you dive into that, if you, I always say patients hold stress in two cheeks, their butt cheeks and their face cheeks. So <laughs> they're very, very linked. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like any, is there any like actual like muscles or ligaments that like physically connects them? Or is it just because you think of like the stressor of connection? 
There's a lot of theories. Um, usually stress is the common link, but they in development in utero, like the the mouth and digestive system are formed at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's just a theory right now on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a very common um, like correlation between clenching your jaw and holding a lot of tension in your pelvic floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Like I'm like sitting here like, okay, Caitlin, relax the jaw, (laughs) take a deep breath. (laughs) Like, I just feel like everyone walks around with so much tension and doesn't even notice it sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's just a regular occurring thing within their body. Mm -hmm. But like hearing this, this is fascinating that there is that connection between the jaw and the pelvic floor. Like why, why aren't we taught this? (laughs) Right. And moms, if you think about it, moms get a six week follow up Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And then you're on your own. Um, mm-hmm. where baby has like six visits in the first three months, you know? Right. Um, but most people don't even know that your teeth shouldn't be touching at rest. Yeah. Yeah. And then you should also not be holding your abs in or your butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so all those years of women trying to suck it in, it's actually doing you mm-hmm. a lot of harm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, always thinking about Kegels. Mm-hmm. Kegels are overdone and usually not done properly. Yeah. Um, because you can have a really, really tight pelvic floor, but if you can't relax it, you're going to, it's going to lead to prolapse and um, incontinence in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely something I had to learn um, and not to get too TMI details here, but like you literally <laughs> had to like, like physically had to help show me like what it was to actually connect and use my pelvic floor muscles. Cause yeah, I like you read online, like how to do a Kegel or whatever. And you're like, Oh yeah, I got it. And then Nope, totally different set of muscles. Didn't know existed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a lot of visual analogies needed for proper contraction and relaxation. But yeah. Yeah. And also you can do pelvic floor PT while pregnant to prevent tearing. Um, oh during childbirth. That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, why isn't this, you know, you kind of mentioned like women go for a six week checkup after postpartum and then they're like, yeah, signed off. You're good to go. But like my daughter's now four and I just started seeing, I saw you for the first time, what, like six months ago. And I was yeah. like, and I've been struggling with these issues for a long time, but yeah, the normal thing to say is like, oh yeah, you've had a baby. This is just what it is these days. And I was like, this is this is not fair. <laughs> Just because yeah. I have a baby doesn't mean I have to pee my pants all the time. Like what yeah. is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite is, Oh, it's normal. You had a baby. That's yeah. my favorite. Mm. Um, yeah. or, um, I have pain with sex. That's fine. It'll go away after you have a baby. Oh, that makes me cringe. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. That's just not fair for women. And I mean, like, yeah, it's, sh- those things shouldn't be painful and these things should not be considered normal because there's ways to make it all better. And like you said, I mean, like you're, I mean, like when I went in for my pelvic floor therapy, it was a lot of dry needling. I know every person's different, but for me, like the dry needling is my favorite because like you can so target like those different muscles that I didn't even know existed. And I was even up in like through my upper abs, how it's all connected. So kind of talk about like those different muscle systems in that pelvic floor area. Um, I mean, high level. I know you can probably go super detailed, but. (laughs) Yeah, dry needling would be another hour podcast. Um, But the pelvic floor and the abdomen tighten together. And if you're constantly holding that tension, 
um, your gut can slow down leading to constipation or diarrhea um, because it's not moving smoothly. Um, so the abs get really tight and you can dry needle those to increase that blood flow and lead to more relaxation. There's muscles on the inside of your legs that connect up to your pubic bone. And those get really tight from crossing our legs, mm-hmm. ladies mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I about you. you all the time. <laughs> Every time I sit down and cross my legs, I'm like, Katie's going to yell at me. Oh, <laughs> And that just helps uh, relax the muscles and increase blood flow to accelerate that healing. So, yeah. Crazy. Okay. So can you, um, for those of us who haven't had dry needling, can you just explain what that is? <laughs> yeah. It's a tiny little acupuncture needle, but the research and um, direction are different. So dry needling, it's very deep. It's not a superficial stick. Uh, For certain body parts, you go all the way to the bone because you're targeting every layer. The On the kind of the small scale, you're looking for increased blood flow to the area because when we get those knots, those vessels can't run smoothly. When... And then on the bigger picture, right, Abigail, you'll feel like a big twitch mm-hmm. or a cramp. Yeah. And that's the muscle grabbing on and you'll feel it let go of the needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very interesting feeling. Yeah. Like, you know, and of course they know exactly where to put them. So she's like mashing around, like, you know, either my, <laughs> my legs or my hips or stuff. And then she like pushes on this knot. I'm like, you're going to needle there, aren't you? And she's like, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can you can needle pretty much anything, but I've done, uh, the extra training and I have my certification in it. So I can do a little bit more of the dangerous areas, so to speak, but mm-hmm. that's just additional training. Yeah. So do most physical therapists use dry needling or not all? That's, that's interesting. I don't know that most therapists do it. I know quite a few do in Bryan College Station. Mm-hmm. The the extensive training is probably the most important part, mm-hmm. knowing what your structures are that you're targeting, what you're trying to avoid, mm-hmm. and that goes anywhere in the body. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. So mm-hmm. how, like, when do you, how do you know you should go see a physical therapist? Like what are signs or is everyone just walking around who needs to come see you? Like, how do you identify some of those issues and know that they need to reach out to someone like yourself? What I would probably say is why not have a well check? You go to your primary care physician for a well check once a year. Why not go to your PT? Am I sitting wrong at my desk? My shoulders are sitting more forward. They're pinching. I'm starting to get headaches. You tell your doctor these things. Why wouldn't you tell your physical therapist these things? Mm -hmm. I think it should be a a well check. Yeah. Yeah. And I 100% agree. Yeah. And like if you've got a headache and you go to your regular, you know, general practitioner, they're going to probably like here's some Advil or like here's something like this. When if they went to see you, it'd be like, oh, well, because you're yeah, your alignment's off or you need to, you know, start relaxing here or whatever. Have these treatments for a couple of weeks or, you know, to solve the root cause, as you were mentioning earlier. With the headaches, a lot of people think that it's either a migraine, but migraines are a very specific and rare, properly diagnosed (laughs) diagnoses. Uh, The the neck and the jaw 
as well as tension headaches are all resolved with physical therapy. Mm. They don't need medication. Yeah, love that. Hi friends, I just want to take a quick moment and thank today's sponsor, Flash Marketing Solutions. Flash Marketing Solutions provides full service website and marketing solutions. They focus on your website so you can focus on your core business. I'll be honest with you friends. When we first started The Gutsy Truth, the idea of building a website sounded super fun, but quickly became a daunting task. But thanks to Flash Marketing Solutions, they got our website built, freeing up hours of our time to focus on the podcast. If you're ready to be gutsy and need a website for your business or blog or whatever you're hoping to do, we recommend Flash Marketing Solutions. Visit flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy for more information. That's flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy. And right now, all new website clients get the first year of hosting for free. Thank you so much, Flash Marketing Solutions. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com slash support to learn more. So when you get your patients in, do a lot of them come for, because of like an acute injury or are they coming like they finally are trying something new after a long time of like not feeling right in some way, shape or form? So most of my jaw patients have been dealing it, with it greater than probably three months. And they finally tell their dentist and their dentists are like, okay, go see Katie because this isn't related to your teeth. This is related to what's going on with your jaw and your muscles and your neck. Um, but the PCPs, the primary care providers are usually um, just saying, okay, it'll pass. So I get them after months of pain mm-hmm. and the the dentists here in town have been so open to sending their patients knowing that it's not an actual tooth problem. Hmm. Uh, when it, when it comes to pelvic floor, uh, some, some people say it's normal in town, uh, but we've done a really good job working with the OBGYNs, letting us get their women pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy and postpartum. It's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the people like Abigail are walking billboards for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I tell everybody. Um, yeah. I finally got my husband in too, to y'all's office because of neck issues. Yes. Yeah. And after a few times, he's like, oh, I get it now. Why you like this needling <laughs> stuff. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. Everyone is becoming a lot more open to the, the, I would call them kind of the weird diagnosis of PT. Mm-hmm. If you tell, if you tell an OBGYN or a dentist, like, Hey, I do physical therapy for these areas. They're like, so you're going to do exercises for the jaw, for the pelvic floor. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you go a little more into detail on the manual therapy aspect. So you got to put your hands on your patients. If you're ever going to figure out what's wrong with them, you can't just look at them and see it. Mm-hmm. And then, so when patients come to you, so like, it's kind of a two part, like you see you as the PT and get either some manual therapies done or some dry needling. And then you do the second part is like some exercises with the assistants. So talk to us like the important of those exercises y'all teach us. 
Right. The exercises are targeted to what we just treated. So Mm -hmm. let's say in the jaw, I go to mobilize your joint. I try to get that joint loosened up. We're going to do exercises that reinforce what we just fixed, so to speak. We're going to go to pelvic floor. We just relaxed your hips with manual therapy and dry needling. Let's go into exercises that reinforce that mobility we just gained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very targeted to the patient and that specific treatment. Do you you know what I mean? Like, so if we work on the hip, we're going to work the hip in exercises. Yeah, that's awesome. No, and and those exercises really are anything like they're very simple. Like you can do them at home. We can do them all the time. I still do. I mean, I, I haven't seen PT for jaw in over a year now, but I still do a lot of those at home and like certain, not just exercises, but stretches too. And to me, those were the most beneficial because it's like, I know my neck hurts here, but I could never figure out a stretch to target it. And then of course you guys know, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. The, the best part about our clinic is you will be behind closed doors one-on-one where you really get to open up and tell us the truth. The amount of, I hate to take it dark, but the amount of sexual assault and abuse patients is unreal. Mm. Uh, that, that it's just leads to so much guarding, guarding and mm-hmm. tension. And you don't get that kind of information from patients in an open gym. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess kind of building off that a little bit. So trauma has a huge role in public floor issues and a variety of other issues like physically? Oh, yes. Jaw. Um, They'll clinch. They'll guard around men if that's the case. The pelvic floor is always tense. If you even when you go to do an internal exam, like the physical therapist, you have to get verbal consent. You've got to get written. And then each session, they they may not give verbal consent for that day. It's happened to me many times. They're like, no, I no internal work. And you just move on. You treat externally. Hmm. The the jaw, you still have to get verbal consent to get inside their mouth. The the things I've heard behind closed doors are unreal. Mm-hmm. And you just need to cater to your patients, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously like the sexual assault is like an extreme side of that. But are there other types of, you know, physical trauma that you've seen that like cause those issues outside of that? Yeah. I mean, any, and then any untreated pathology. So like if a person goes to physical therapy somewhere else for the shoulder and they don't get their neck addressed or their thoracic spine addressed, that's just still moving in improper form. So we're not you've fixed the actual shoulder joint, but have you looked at the surrounding structures? Mm. So there's that repetitive, uh, improper use Mm -hmm. that leads to those kind of traumas to the surrounding structures. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, if you just think about it, like everyone doesn't, I mean, everyone sits poorly <laughs> like at their desk. And so, yeah, if you think like, okay, yeah, you fix that person's shoulder, but you've never even addressed like their posture on a day-to-day basis. Or, you know, like you told me one of my first sessions, like stop crossing your legs so much. And that was a lot of thought for me to like consciously think about not crossing my legs, but it does make a difference. I can tell if I sit cross-legged all day, everything's so much tighter compared to when I don't. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that you take more of that whole body approach. Like, okay, if we're going to fix this. And for Abigail, she always sat with one leg over the other. She never switched legs in cross 
way she was crossing. Mm -hmm. So one hip flexor is always going to be shorter and tighter Mm -hmm. than the other one. Yep. Interesting. And then like the, the catapult, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like how that just escalates all sorts of other issues in the body from that one little thing, you know, being off. Yeah. It tilts your pelvis one way more than the other. So guess what that does to your lumbar spine? It tilts you to one side more than the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for those of you, like, if you're like, you know, working out or doing yoga or stretching all the time, if your one side's always tighter than the other, there's, I feel like bigger picture issues, potentially, like you said, you might be always sitting a certain way where it's tightening that one side, or you might be doing something off, like you're all cattywampus. <laughs> so I guess I always use the, the bicep analogy. So if your bicep is really tight and you're working it in, let's say 90 degrees only to strengthen it, once you get to that full straightened elbow position, you're going to be very weak in the first 90 degrees, so to speak. And that's how the pelvic floor works. That's how the upper traps work. You've got to lengthen before you strengthen. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So what are some exercises, not like, I I would say general exercise that you like, so someone with, let's just say pelvic floor stuff, like, do you want them to do more strength training, more yoga, more stretching? Cause based like off what you just said, you want to lengthen before you strengthen. Like what's right. My my patients will always learn diaphragmatic breathing. Mm -hmm. You would be surprised how many people don't know how to breathe. Oh, I, I know that for a fact. (laughs) I I grew up singing. I did opera performance and like from, I was little to college and like the fact that everyone brings breathes from their chest. It's like everyone is breathing improperly. If we could just get everyone to breathe properly, I feel like we could solve a lot of problems. (laughs) Yes. So if you breathe with your chest, all of your neck muscles are overworking and your upper traps and your shoulders are up to your ears. Mm -hmm. If you're only breathing shallow, your abdomen isn't expanding. So it's still tight. Your pelvic floor isn't letting down. So you can see how these two very important structures in our body get so tight and restricted with just not knowing how to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like when a baby's born, they're breathing from their diaphragm, right? And it's just over time that that gets transitioned to like heavy breathing from your shoulders and up um, Mm -hmm. because yeah, it's just society, I guess everyone's stressed out and anxious and all that stuff. No quiet time. Yeah. No quiet time. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, so what is something like, what are some, I I guess like signs and symptoms of either pelvic floor. I don't know if we've ever like fully covered that yet. That question, some signs and symptoms of like pelvic floor issues or jaw issues. I think you'd maybe talked about jaw, but for people to like kind of be aware of. So pelvic floor dysfunction includes really any, any component of pain, Mm -hmm. abdomen pain, pain with bowel, pain with uh, bladder, urinary retention. So you get off the toilet and you're like, wait a minute, I still have to go. Mm -hmm. Or, um, if you use a tampon and you feel like it's falling out, you need to be checked for prolapse. Those, those things aren't normal, no matter what society tells you Mm -hmm. the, that's the, probably the toughest thing I have to do throughout sessions is get people to realize 
what's common, but not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's something we try to talk about a lot on the podcast is there are so many things that are common that people have just normalized normalized that we 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 don't want that to be the case anymore so I'm so appreciative of you sharing all this information because I think it just needs to get out there in the in the public and women especially need to know about this like yeah the body's incredible but it's also really weird (laughs) right and it's like I don't know how I'm supposed to be feeling or like I didn't know that I was supposed to walk around and and you know, be light as a feather as opposed to being in pain all the time. You know, like people sometimes like there's a, I feel like a huge disconnect with like people really understanding and being able to listen to their body. You know, we're just moving through life from the one, one thing to the next. And rarely do we take a step back and like scan our body and be like, okay, am I holding tension in my jaw? Am I relaxed? Am I like, I feel like because I was a singer, like I'm very familiar with like my diaphragm and like how to move my body. And I was a dancer too. And so I feel like I'm, I've become very self-aware of that because I would have to like, okay, if I, if I move my hip in this way, then I can do this type of dance move or whatever. But like that took a lot of time to develop that sort of skill. And it's not something that just happened overnight. And even like, I don't dance and sing nearly as much as I did back in college. (laughs) And so I'm, but I still have, you know, some sort of understanding of how to do that. But I think people are just so disconnected from like their body and just, yeah, it's just one thing after the next. And they're they're, not, they're not in tune. Yeah, exactly. The really alarming um, statistics that are out right now is an average doctor's visit, primary care visit is about seven to 10 minutes. The average physical therapist appointment is 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. So who do you think knows more about your movement patterns and your pain? Right. Um, And that's just the way the, as sad as it sounds, the medical system's turned out. It's, It's not how much time can you spend and learn about your patient? It's in and out. Yeah. And I think that's like the big thing that we've talked to, you know, other women on the podcast about is like, you know, the general um, structure of the medical industry is more like, how can we just like, if you're sick, how do we can get you better? Right. As opposed to, I feel like with functional medicine and what you do with physical therapy, it's like, how do we get to optimal health? And I think that yeah. should be the goal that we reach, um, yeah. getting to that root cause, figuring out stretches, things we can do on a regular basis to feel good, as opposed to just these band-aids over and over again, that never get to the root cause that are going to cause bigger issues down the line. So pain is a pain is a symptom. Mm-hmm. You have to find the cause. Right. Instead of just treating the symptom, it's going to come back. You have to find the cause. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So with in your career, have you seen like an increase of support of physical therapy over time? Like is has it has it changed since you first started or explain to us that I have done a lot of training in pain. So it is evolving so quickly it used to be only exercise. The, what they're finding is patients actually benefit more from touch and then just saying like, okay, move your head to the side. Okay. That looks like 30 degrees more like what's the quality of the movement in the spine when you get to that 30 degrees. Mm, Yeah. That's, that's really cool to think about. (laughs) Yeah. Have you, so you've done work with pain. Have you done any or seen any research about 
emotions like being stuck in the body and how that correlates to because I almost feel like like you would dry needle me and like I would just feel like emotionally feel so much better that day yeah Yeah, so there's a there's a really big word called biopsychosocial okay so it's biologically what's going on psychologically what's going on and socially what's going on Mm. your pain threshold actually lowers when you're stressed. So it takes less stimulus to have higher pain Mm -hmm. when you're stressed, upset, um, any kind of those negative emotions. And then when endorphins are high, your pain threshold, man, it's way up there. It would take a lot to get your pain to, to limit you. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely one of the things that is also under addressed is, the psychological component of pain. Yeah. What's kind of the, like, do you do, like, do you do any work in your practice, like to help with that? Like what, like, how do you help? One with of that? My, yeah. One of my favorite things to do is have my patients journal, uh, to see what triggered their pain. Um, if there is one, so some people don't know their pattern. And if you have them start jotting down what they're doing, when pain increase, it kind of opens your eyes to, well, let's see how we can modify that. Mm -hmm. Um, meditation, diaphragmatic breathing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, it sounds silly, but you know, we were 10, we were kids and it's like, okay, hold your breath and count to 10, literally just take a minute. Um, and then I'll also refer out if it's beyond my scope, cause I can only help so much in that area. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's just so fascinating how it all intertwines. And I know I know a lot of people, you know, they're like, my emotions have nothing to do with how my body feels. You know, they <laughs> kind of think it's like woo-woo or whatever. Right. But it's like it it's so intertwines because it's just like a vicious cycle of like a vicious loop. Like if your emotion right. like you can't help with your you can't help your emotions and your body, then they're just gonna keep feeding off of each other at the same time, I feel like. And you just snowball from there. Yeah. Right. Also leading to some of the um, kind of the chronicity of jaw and pelvic floor is you get stressed out and you're anxious. What's the first thing you do? You clench and you grind. Mm -hmm. So like getting that anxiety to lower or and like or having better coping mechanisms is going to help you prevent clenching your jaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, this is. It's all so good. I just, I just wish like this was like a normal and you and I talked about this. It's like, why did I have to wait till my daughter was four? And I know some women are well, like their postpartum years are way more than mine before they finally see people. So it's just like, how, how could people help like change that system? You know, just have the knowledge and chat with each other or. Um, just, I think open conversation, you would be surprised me hanging out with my friends. And I'm like, if you complain about that one more time, I'm sending you to my coworker. Like, (laughs) stop telling me you're peeing on yourself. Like, right, right. Yeah. um, Or someone can't hang out because they have a headache. I'm like, just come over. We'll get you in the office. Let's see what's going on. Right. Yeah. 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 Life's (laughs) too short to like live in pain and to push through it. Like, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Like, yeah. It's not more tough and more moms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's like, we just like, I feel like we have to push through to like, just get through the day as opposed to like actually living life. And Mm -hmm. also like 
you know, one of the things we talk about a lot is just like learning to advocate for yourself. Um, and it's can be so easy just to be like, no, I'm fine. Or, you know, I'm just going to live with this or whatever it may be, because it's, you think it's simpler to do that than actually to like face the issue that you're going on. Because some of us just have so much going on in life that like, we don't want to put extra resources, time, money, whatever, to go take care of ourselves. When like we talked about before, like if you, if you don't get to that root cause, you're just going to have a, 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 a bigger problem down the road. And so I just, I want to encourage, you know, our listeners out there to like, take a step back, scan your body, like see how you're feeling. And if you need to find someone like Katie, who can, who can help you like heal from that because yeah, let me tell you, it's totally worth it. (laughs) Like literally the first time Abigail had like her appointment, she came back to the office and she's like, Caitlin, this is just what happened to me. And it was amazing. I'm like, wait, do I need to have this? I do want to warn your listeners, a pelvic floor exam includes an internal exam. It does. A, jar, a TMD exam in, includes an intraoral exam. It does. You, there, yeah. You kind of immediately cross that threshold of personal space. Oh, yeah. But can we just like point out like how passionate you must be to do this, Katie? <laughs> yes. Since like you're willing just to get in there dive right in. and dive right in. It's, it's kind of funny too, because like I said, most jaw patients are pelvic floor and vice versa, but patients will get really comfortable with you because they know it's medical. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of joke around like, Hey, which orifice are we in today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going? It's so true. Oh it's my so true. Yeah. So obviously like you've seen the results of the work that you've been doing with your patients that like this is why you wake up and do it every morning because you want to heal people and you want people to feel better and it's working and it's not just some woo woo thing or something yeah. made up like this is actual, um, you know, there's science and biology and all that kind of stuff tied to it that like yeah. makes it work. Yeah. The body can heal itself. You just got to give it some tools, give it some tools and set it up for success. And then I'm also, I really like my patients to at least come in in a year. Let's Mm -hmm. see if anything, if you lost anything, if there's been good carryover, because why not do a well check, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to schedule a appointment with you because I feel like I need to get checked. (laughs) So I'm going to call you next week. Well, I've been literally saying for the past like month, I'm like, oh, I need to go back in because my left hip, as you know, is always the super tight one. And it's been kind of bothering me off and on. And yeah, life got busy. And so, yeah, I think this is my reminder. I'm calling you on Monday. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, there's, we need more physical therapy. We need more needles and all the good stuff to like heal our body. Like just bring it on. I've done acupuncture before. I've never done dry needling. So Mm -hmm. now I'm like really fascinated because the first time I did acupuncture, I'm like stick all the needles in me. Like this is amazing. So I'm sure I'll have the same feeling after working with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I think women together, we have our wine nights. We have our martini nights. We got to talk about this stuff, you know? Yes. Or can we have dry needling nights? Like in a like, (laughs) like, is that going too far? I don't know. Not with wine. Not with wine. wine. Not with wine. (laughs) Needles not included. Sparkling water in dry needling night. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's like those Botox parties. So why not dry needling nights? Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this. Yeah. 
Uh, this has been so awesome, Katie. Okay, so a few questions to kind of wrap up. Um, and these we are we ask all of our guests because they're just a lot of fun. Um, so what is something in your career or just life that you've done that's been gutsy and how did it make you feel? Um, standing up for patients mm. when they're Doctors don't believe they need PT. Oh that my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. That is a really hard conversation that as a new grad, they don't prepare you for that. Yeah. Um, when you get that confidence and you're gently delivering the news that you know a little bit more about the pelvic floor of the jaw than they do, um, it's hard for them to hear, mm-hmm. but it's a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, I just got fired up when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Love it. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's definitely like a gutsy truth answer right there. (laughs) For sure. Um, okay. And then it's something fun. So what is something that you've been doing that's been filling your bucket of life? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. So I'm kind of a nerd. So I like going to more classes. Uh-huh. That's okay. We <laughs> love, love it. it. <laughs> um, I, I one day would really like to host a course and be the leader. Mm. But right now I feel like I'm still just learning so much. Um, but that is a goal. One day I plan to lead a course and yeah. teach others what I have learned mm-hmm. um, years. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that's so important. I feel like spreading the message, telling your story, there's so much power and beauty in that. And so we are going to cheer you on and follow up with you (laughs) and make sure that you make that happen because um, we just want to continue to help people out there to feel better. And obviously seeing someone like you is a huge way that they can do that. Yes. I love that. Yay. Well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It has been a pleasure um, getting to know about our bodies more because this is an important topic. Um, So where can people find out some more information if they're wanting to reach out to you? So we have, uh, we have Instagram, Mm -hmm. we have TikTok, we have Facebook, we've got a website. Um, If you want to see some comical videos, our TikTok has been blowing up. Love it. Uh, Um, and then you can call the clinic. We even do free consults. So just mention the podcast and, um, you can get a free consult. Awesome. The, uh, the phone number is 979-776-2225. Okay. Awesome. And it's sports back pain management clinic, correct? Yeah. Awesome. And And we'll, yeah, we'll link it in the show notes too, the web and it's social and stuff. Yeah. And then I guess the question too, for those of us that don't live in the Brian College Station area, like how do they, like what certifications or what do they need to be looking for if they're looking for someone like you and where they live? Yeah, absolutely. The, um, the best pelvic floor website to look up is pelvicrehab.com. It's a Herman and Wallace website where, um, they'll have the same training that I do. So okay. there's many pelvic floor physical therapists but that website will take you to people who have had the same training that I do. Then for TMD, it's tricky. So some people will say they do TMD, but if they're not putting their hands in your mouth, they're probably just guessing. Gotcha. Um, they, you've got to get in there to see the joint mobility And there's so many continuing education courses and certifications. That one's kind of tough 
Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I would just recommend doing research and go to that eval. And if you weren't satisfied, go to another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something else that people can call and ask for that consult is, um, this is how my eval went. Is, what do you think? Is that right? Did they miss something? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always happy to talk. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And helpful for our listeners all over. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to start looking where they can find someone like you near them. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. We've so appreciated your time today. It's been wonderful. Good deal. Thank you all for having me. Of course. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful to have you here with us, and we hope today's episode was helpful and inspiring. Until next time, we encourage you to learn more at thegutsytruth.com, and we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on today's episode on your podcast streaming platform of choice. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com support to learn more. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth. <laughs>